the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. Second in the entire country, WAVA 105.1 FM. Right here out of Arlington, Virginia, covering all of the DMV. That's D.C., Maryland, Virginia, parts of West Virginia and Pennsylvania as well. So thanks a lot for tuning in. If you're new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. First of all, we've got Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays, Wisdom Wednesdays, that's today, Theological Thursdays. And then open phone-in Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about on Friday is fair game. Then on Saturday, we have a special weekend edition for you from 3 to 3.30. If you're not tired of me and you want to hang out with me at church, you can always visit me at bridgeway.cc. Check that out online. Well, if, in case you want to call me today, the number is 888-432-7434. And in just a moment, I'm going to introduce you to my guest who's going to be with me. And after we pray, you'll learn more about her. But we're talking today about the wisdom of modern day missions. And what is that mindset and what does that look like? In fact, when I grew up, missions was, I think, something different. Missionaries were ladies in white dresses who helped serve communion and and cover the front table there (laughs) at at the altar. That's something different than what I learned when I went to Moody Bible Institute. So then what truly are missionaries and what is the current mission uh, today. That's what we're going to talk about. But before we do, let's do what we always do. Let's commit our time over to the Lord. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we do thank you that uh, you've allowed us to not only come into the kingdom of God with you, but to be able to share the good news of Christ with others. Show us how to do that. Be with my special guest today as well. And we commit today's show over to you now in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, there are a couple other ways you can get a hold of me. You can always go to andersonspeaks.com. That's andersonspeaks.com and get more information on me. You can also connect with me 
outside of the show. So check me out there. Today's topic, the wisdom of modern day missions with special guest Ms. Mekdis Haddis. She is the founder and executive coach of Just Missions. It's an online community that elevates diaspora voices and equips Western allies to become mutual partners for the work of the gospel. Originally from Ethiopia, she moved to the United States in 2003 and earned a Bachelor of Science degree in communications from Liberty University and a master's degree in organizational leadership from Columbia International University. She's also the project director of the Racial Justice and Reconciliation Collaborative for NAE, the National Association of Evangelicals. She's written a book called A Just Mission, and the subtitle is Laying Down Power and Embracing Mutuality, published on InterVarsity Press. Ms. Haddis, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Well, the honor is mine. I was so happy to be able to connect with you uh, when we were in the same space in another state talking about this very topic. And I just remember uh, being taken aback by your ability to uh, build bridges of reconciliation like I've been doing for years, but really trying to help um, the Western church understand the bridges that they need to build with the rest of the world. Can you talk to us just a little bit about how that bridge needs to be built? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, the mission um, movement, as we know it today, has been really led by and championed by the Western um, church. And, I mean, that's a great thing, but also the Western uh, church has unfortunately colonial past integrated with how mission was carried a- around the world. So now as globalization has made sure that all of us can hear each other, understand each other's perspective, speak the same language for the most part, we really need to start understanding how that impact um, has played out in other parts of the world that did not have the the privilege to tell their side of the story. And mm-hmm. as those stories come out, then we need to have the framework to understand, listen, and really reconcile some painful things that happened in the past. I think a lot of people might be surprised that this topic actually exists because, you know, you have good Christian people who have given money and offerings, who are uh, supporting missionaries, who come back and, and give the narrative of what they're doing, how they're sharing Christ on their furlough, they're sending letters for support. And so people with a great heart are supporting missions, but you're actually saying that what some may be supporting without knowing it is an underlying mindset that could actually hurt missions. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, that's correct. And even though the intention is good, and even when the philosophy of mission could be really good, I think the methods that have been ongoing for centuries are still in place, and they continue to paint the receiver as you know, the the one that needs to be rescued and the Western missionary as the savior, which creates a power dynamic that, you know, is something that is not only unethical, but unbiblical mm. as well. 
Um, and so they need to examine what they're supporting and if, if uh, you know, the, the people that are carrying out these activities are really the right ones or if mm-hmm. they've been trained in their cultural competency um, to understand what they're getting into. Okay, so let me push you a little bit. Does it really matter, though? I mean, come on. We are sharing Jesus with people who need to hear it. They get saved. That's all that really matters. Is this true or false, Ms. Megdis Hattis? That is false. Uh, the, <laughs> end, the end does not justify the means. Um, and, you know, I feel like that's a similar um, narrative that we hear even to sometimes explain away slavery mm-hmm. um, and say, you know, these people were godless if, you know, we didn't go and kind of introduce them to civilization, which is such a false narrative. And I, you know, dig deep into that. I talk about the doctrine of discovery in my book and how because colonialism believed that until the West touched, you know, Westerners touched the land and appeared in it, that that land was not discovered or did not exist or did not know God. It wow. Kind of wow. My, my goodness. Mm. <laughs> Don't start you trouble know. over here. I mean, we, but if we really want to build bridges, we, we have to start uh, from the truth, right? And wow. it's going to be uncomfortable, but we really have to understand what it truly means to, be, to build a bridge across the pond. Because across the pond, there is a different type of mentality and understanding and impact mm-hmm. that has been caused that we really have to go with a pure, humble understanding that right. says... Well, okay, this, you know. Well, this is yeah, what we're going to do. I got to run to this commercial break. When we get back, I'm going to press into that issue a little bit more because weren't they truly, come on, uncivilized folk, didn't know God, didn't know anything, and then we showed up as as Westerners, and we shared the good news of Jesus. <laughs> Don't even respond yet. Wait for this commercial break. You're listening <laughs> to Real Talk. Y'all want to talk to me. Now's the time. 888-43-BRIDGE. Real Talk listeners, tickets are now sold out for the Michael Jr. Comedy Concert, but you have another opportunity to hear the world-famous comedian and thought leader. Yeah, I'm most excited, believe it or not, I'm most excited about Sunday when you I'll give you a story and we'll lead people to the Lord and, you know, that's the main deal. The comedy's gonna be great. You're always good at that, but what I love about your heart is what's happening on Sunday. That's right. Join us for services at Bridgeway Community Church on Sunday, February February 26th at our Columbia and Owings Mills Reisterstown locations and experience the journey that Michael Jr. will take you on. It'll be a journey from ha-ha to aha. Visit bridgeway.cc for times and directions. When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Didiuhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Diluhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is 
is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply or call 1-800-933-6188. Have you ever listened to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson and wondered how we come up with heartfelt discussions on Marriage Mondays or engaging topics on Tough Topic Tuesdays? Well, our listeners are our inspiration. We would love to keep hearing from you. So if you have an idea for the show, let us know. Because comprehension begins with conversation. Send us your ideas by sending an email to info at andersonspeaks.com and join the conversation on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. To watch on Facebook Live or to view past episodes, visit Dr. Anderson's Public Figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. You can also watch live on YouTube. Just search for Anderson Speaks, all one word, and make sure to subscribe. Join our text community and receive a free weekly text from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me, Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Got a special guest with me. She's the author of the book, A Just Mission, Laying Down Power and Embracing Mutuality. It's Ms. Megdis Haddis. She's originally from Ethiopia and uh, been here in the U.S. Uh, since 2003. Uh, she is a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, and this book that she's written is quite provocative, written on Ivy Press, one of the publishers of my books. And she's also the director of Racial Justice and Reconciliation Collaborative for the NAE, which is the National Association of Evangelicals. If you want to give us a call and join the conversation, our phone number is 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. Before we go to the phone lines, uh, Ms. Haddis, I want to know this idea of Westerners coming and bringing the gospel, uh, which is a good thing. Are you saying that uh, these places around the world, like the continent of Africa, that they knew God and they knew maybe even of Jesus or or they weren't godless? Yeah, absolutely. I am saying that. In fact, in the New Testament, we see the first probably missionary encounter uh, being between Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. So, and then we have, uh, you know, if we look at uh, first century Christianity, you see African theologians, um, that there is a tendency, again, in the West to elevate the voices of Western, you know, theological leaders, rightfully so, because it's part of their culture, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Western Christianity was birthed out of uh, the Reformation, therefore, there's this history um, that is um, that that we know of, but in reality, African Christianity was, was birthed out of 
uh, Eastern uh, Christianity, not Western Christianity. Therefore, it has huh. been there since the first century. But we do not uh, study that broadly here in the United States or other parts of the Western world where evangelicalism has spread. Not only has it spread, and, it's, you know, I am a proud evangelical, an Ethiopian evangelical. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, I have nothing against the doctrine and theology of evangelicalism. But I do oppose this idea that evangelicalism must trump every other Christ- form of Christianity and assert itself as the superior theology of Interesting. the world. Interesting. So, yeah. so you're telling me that Western Christianity was born out of Eastern Christianity and African continent? Is that what I'm hearing from you? Uh, no, Western Christianity was was birthed out of, I mean, the Roman, Roman Catholics, uh, obviously, all of Christianity was birthed out of Eastern um, Christianity, right? Because right. the Romans, you know, who uh, came to know the Lord, or the Gentiles who came to know the Lord, uh, during um, the spread of the gospel in Acts, um, mm-hmm. that that was the birth of the church and Christianity. But Western evangelicalism, as we know it today, was birthed out of the Reformation. Mm. Um, whereas Eastern um, Christianity, which is, if you look at the Coptic Church, if you look at the Ethiopian Orthodox, they have thousands and thousands of years of history mm-hmm. um, and theology and depth and cultural contextualization um, of, you know, theology that is of the land, you know? Uh-huh. And so that my, my uh, argument is not that Christianity should not spread around the world. My argument is that just because Western Christianity is, does, is not, it does not mean that the gospel has not spread because Eastern uh-huh. Christianity. So you're Christianity. saying you're saying that there's actually a distinction between Christianity and the culture of Western civilization. Exactly. So therefore, if uh, we can spread Christianity without spreading uh, Western civilization, but is that really possible if you come from Western civilization? Do you have to do some kind of discipline to say? I need to make sure that when I'm sharing the gospel, I'm sharing the purity of the gospel and making sure that the recipient understands the difference between the purity of the gospel and my culture. Yes, I think it is. I think that the struggle becomes when the gospel is introduced with a literal power dynamic, which the West has over the world, right? Mm. And so, you know, when you look at history and you look at how, Again, colonizers introduced God, in quotes, in air quotes, you know, to the land that they were colonizing. But what they were introducing was oppression. Uh, What they were doing was taking over lands of people and saying that, you know, we are going to make you Christians. You give us your land. We are going to give you the Bible, like the the famous quote uh, by, you know, that, that goes. And so... This is the I, the distinction that we have to make, mm. um, and also this idea that only Westerners have the gospel and the rest of the world um, does not is one that must be challenged. Because look at what is happening right now with the immigrant population moving into all all parts of the world. I believe that you know when you look at the status, uh, it, I mean, the stats, it shows that. 
most immigrants coming into the United States are actually Christian. Huh. But the way the story is spinned and, and told is that these illegal, you know, less than human people coming and taking over our land, when in reality, the question I ask in my book is, what if these are the missionaries God is sending to the West to uh, evangelize because the West is becoming more and more secular? Mm. Um, and because we have only one framework that we that has been sold to us to look at missionary as somebody that has money, that's going to go and kind of introduce a superior theology and culture to the rest of the world, we don't even have the lens to see and accept those others that are wow. you know yeah my guest is ms megdis haddis she's the author of the book a just mission laying down power and embracing mutuality you can find it on ivp uh, our number here if you want to join us is 888-43-BRIDGE i'm going to go ahead and turn to the phone lines now and we'll kick it off in springfield virginia with kane who's on the line Hello, Kane. Welcome to the show. How are you today, sir? Hi, very good. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. What are you thinking today, Mr. Kane? I've, um, I'm thinking I've waited a little bit too long to call, and it's w Wisdom Wednesday, so I just need a little bit of listening ears, and the subject that you all are talking about I think fits in perfectly with my story. Welcome. you got about a minute. So I think my brother is mixed up in a very unhealthy church. Somehow... He has convinced himself that he's going to be a deal finder instead of a real estate agent and make thousands and millions of dollars. Somehow he got this idea, I feel like, through his church. All of a sudden, a church member bought him a computer, and now he's in debt $10,000, and he thinks that he's going to hmm. use my mom's car to pay off his debt through, through however, through whatever means. Uh, I know that mentorship and uh, taking someone under your wing costs nothing. You cannot yeah. buy friendship. Hang on for one. I'm worried about him. Yep. Hang on for one second, Kane. Uh, and I don't want to say I'm going to put him on more. hold. Let me put you on hold. We'll get your information. Send me an email, but that's not today's topic. So I don't want to go off topic, but I do want to be able to be of help to you where we can. So we'll get your information, follow up with us, and let's see how we can serve you. Now back to my special guest, Ms. Mectis Haddis. She is the author of the book, A Just Mission, Laying Down Power and Embracing Mutuality. Uh, Ms. Haddis, as we talk about this idea of laying down power and embracing mutuality, what do you actually mean by that? And who are we talking to? Yeah, so obviously my target audience is uh, the Western Church, um, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I talk about laying down power and embracing mutuality because I think we have a beautiful example of Jesus Christ himself, ex a, a, you know, practicing what laying down power and embracing mutuality means. He laid down the ultimate power of being a fully God to come on mm -hmm. earth and you know, not exercise that power, but embrace being fully human and live in his humanity, although he was fully man and, you know, fully God. And so by doing so, he was able to win us over. We were able to understand him fully. You know, he lived with us. He, he ate with us. He cried with us. 
um, and experience what humanity means so that he could be the perfect witness for the gospel. Mm. So I, I talk about that because, again, when you're talking about this mission movement that has well, missiology, as we know, it really is shaped by Western missionaries and Western missiologists. We don't really hear from, um, you know, minority uh, missiologists that have been upheld as great thinkers or thought leaders. And so in order for us to move forward and unify the global body of Christ, we do. The West needs to lay down power, needs to lay down, you know, the vo- turn down the volume of just this one-sided approach to, uh, you know, sharing the gospel with the rest of the world. So what does laying down power mean? Does that mean um, saying I embrace partnership with other folk besides my people? Is that, would that be uh, a part of that? And I'll give you 30 seconds. Yeah, not only do I embrace a partnership, but I'm willing to sit and listen to other voices that are not similar to mine, Mm. to be uh, shaped by them, to understand where where they're coming from, and to follow them when when needed to be followed. Sounds like uh, humility to me and being willing to hear uh, what others are saying. I'm so glad we get to hear from you today. When we get back, we're going to continue our conversation with the author of this book, A just mission, laying down power and embracing mutuality. Give us a call at 888-43-BRIDGE. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-419-2387. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-419-2387. 800-419-2387. 800-419-2387. Greg Laurie and Harvest Ministries recommend a great new book from renowned children's author Sally Lloyd-Jones called Known. Sally has an extraordinary gift of writing for children. She writes in a way that is understandable for the kids and touching their little hearts. We're offering this new book by Sally Lloyd-Jones called Known, which is a paraphrase of part of Psalm 139. To you, our listeners, for your gift of any size this month. Available now at harvest.org. HD radio listeners can hear WAVA-FM on 105.1 FM HD1 and hear us on our mobile app and on radio.com. Helping you find joy in your life. That's what we do. This is Life-Changing Talk Radio, 105.1 FM WAVA. For those who love contemporary Christian music, CCM Magazine is a must-read. Explore the latest redemptive music and the culture it impacts by starting your subscription today. Visit ccmmagazine.com. Attention. 
This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-279-7495. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-279-7495 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-279-7495. What do you have to lose? Call 800-279-7495. Again, 800-279-7495. Welcome back to the second half of the program. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. It's Wisdom Wednesday. If you're just joining us, we're talking about the wisdom of modern day missions and and a modern day missions mindset with our special guest, Ms. Mectis Haddis. She's the author of the book, A Just Mission, subtitled Laying Down Power and Embracing Mutuality. She's also the director of the project, the Racial Justice and Reconciliation Collaborative for the NAE, the National Association of Evangelicals. Tell us about that position you have there and what are you doing with that work, uh, Ms. Haddis? Um, So um, it's a a Lilly uh, Endowment uh, grant-funded position that was created to really start moving the NA's network of, you know, uh, denominations um, into the conversation of racial justice and reconciliation here in the United States. And so my role really is to help support the collaborative, which consists of some uh, racial justice and reconciliation experts that are national voices, leading voices, um, and move us into a direction that would, again, be um you know, leading the church into um, reconciliation. So I've been on the role less than a year now, and I've just been meeting people, you know, collecting data, just trying to understand what we have at hand before we start implementing uh, changes or making suggestions. Sounds like you're doing what you're uh, asking others to do with regard to missions, and that's your listening and your learning. Is that right? That's exactly what I'm doing. Yep. Gotcha. So do you think modern missions, modern day missions has changed in that we used to send people all over the world? Uh, Do you think now these folk are from different parts of the world or right at our doorstep? Does that mean that missions really is at our front door? Yeah, absolutely. I think mission has become multidimensional, whereas in the past, at least, you know, we've understood it as Westerners going into different parts of the world, specifically developing countries. Uh, right now, it really is, um, you know, uh, everybody, all nations to all nations. And so a big factor for us to consider as American Christians is who are the missionaries that we are being called to receive 
as well. We no longer are just senders, but receivers as well. Hmm. How do you receive missionaries, though, if you're a Western country, like let's say America, North America? Um, Mm -hmm. How do we receive them? Do we support them here? And so our dollars are shifting to more local and regional Mm -hmm. missions? So that's an interesting um, question because I actually talk about even this idea of a mission being uh, almost synonymous with money, you know, unless Mm -hmm. you are being sent by a group of people and being given your salary on a month uh, on a monthly basis that you cannot do mission whereas when we look at scripture again when we look at the apostles we see that they had nothing they were scattered around the world Mm -hmm. they made you know a living out of whatever skill set that they had they were guests they were refugees they were immigrants you know and Mm -hmm. and that's the thing i think more than our dollars our hospitality is needed for us to be receivers of missionaries. Uh, that, mm-hmm. That's why I asked the question of, um, you know, how we at times demonize um, and uh, the way we talk about, you know, the immigrant and refugee community is very concerning to me in Christian circles because these are, again, um, these could be people that God has sent um, for us to us and um, bring the gospel to us. 888-432-7434. So the idea of hospitality could be a way of receiving uh, folk that God is sending us. Does that also mean uh, re- receiving illegal immigrants in your mindset? Um, I, well, I don't know if that does mean that. I don't think the Christian community has really had that conversation. Um, And I think I would even push further and say, is there really like an illegal human being, you know, because those are conversations that we need to have. What did it mean for um, the apostles to flee around the world when they were, you know, persecuted? Um, And so, again, I think we put the, the label on the outsider when we should be examining our heart and our approach and what the church's role is. And, you know, I think politics aside, the church has a mandate to stand up for what Christ would stand up for. So I would ask, rather than should we be receiving illegal immigrants, I would ask the question of what should, what should we do as Christians to the immigration crisis that is mm. happening in the United States? Would it also be hypocritical in your mindset, uh, Miss Megdis Haddis, author of the book Adjust Mission, would it be hypocritical to say, but but people are are breaking the law and they're coming into this country illegally, uh, and then we say it's okay though if we carry Bibles into Cuba or if we go to other countries that may be Muslim countries that say we cannot share the gospel, but we go there and we share the gospel anyway. So we're breaking the law when we do the gospel, but we are at the same time upholding the law when others are coming to us. Any contradiction there in your mindset? That's exactly (laughs) the point of the book. (laughs) And I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, the whole idea of our good intentions should trump any outcome 
But when others with good intentions come to us, no, 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 that's a different conversation. Mm. Again, that's why I say we need to lay down power and embrace mutuality because from the other's perspective, you know, it's easy to call to call it hypocritical. Uh-huh. Well, listen, we're going to go to another commercial break. When we get back, I, I want to ask you about the, the history of many Africans who have English names and it comes with their Christianity. Help me understand this when we get back. If you're just tuning in, I have my special guest with us today. A Just Mission is her book, Megdis Hattis. We'll be right back. smelly basement let me tell you something amber and i had some basement issues we called best buy waterproofing they came and they helped us out if you have mold mildew cracks blistered paint in your walls or you're just not quite sure if your basement is altogether safe then call best buy waterproofing just go to bestbuywaterproofing.com they have over 30 years of experience and they'll even donate five hundred dollars to my show if you end up doing business with them but most of all get your basement fix give them a call 844-980-3707 that's 844-980-3707 want more real talk with dr david anderson you can now catch Dr. Anderson's half-hour radio highlight show on Saturdays at 3 p.m. right here on WAVA 105.1. You'll enjoy recent conversations he's had with callers to this show. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, Saturday, 3 p.m. on WAVA. Check it out. For more information about Dr. Anderson, visit andersonspeaks.com. Real Talk listeners, tickets are now sold out for the Michael Jr. Comedy Concert, but you have another opportunity to hear the world-famous comedian and thought leader. Yeah, I'm most excited, believe it or not, I'm most excited about Sunday when you, I'll give you a story, and we'll lead people to the Lord, and you know, that's the main deal. The comedy's going to be great. You're always good at that, but what I love about your heart is what's happening on Sunday. That's right. Join us for services at Bridgeway Community Church on Sunday, February 26th at our Columbia and Owings Mills Reisterstown locations and experience the journey that Michael Jr. will take you on. It'll be a journey from ha-ha to aha. Visit bridgeway.cc for times and directions. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. It's uh, commercials over. <laughs> Been hanging out with uh, Megdis Haddis. She is the author of the book, A Just Mission, Laying Down Power and Embracing embracing Mutuality. Uh, Ms. Haddis, let me run to the, uh, to the phone lines really quickly, and I'm going to come back to you with some more questions. Dennis is on the line from Gaithersburg, Maryland. So let's go to Dennis. How you doing today, Dennis? Okay, Dr. Awesome, how are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful, my friend. What are you thinking about? 
I'm just in the same situation. I called you a couple of weeks ago. I got no transportation. I'm trying to get to church. I was hoping maybe that same gentleman might be listening to lift me up there again. Oh, well, there you, there you go. Maybe he will. But, Dennis, I'm going to let you go right now because that's not our topic today. So I just have to let you move. You know, Ms. Hattis, I got people calling me all the time, many different things. But it's not open phone in Friday. So give me a call when that topic fits. Thank you, my brother, Dennis. All right, back to you, Ms. Hattis. So I have to ask you the question about your own passions to write this book. What motivated you to do it? Did you notice something at an early age, or was it a frustration that just you had to write about it? You know, the interesting thing is both my parents grew up in missionary uh, schools and had a very positive experience. My dad just used it as a cultural experience, an introduction to the Western culture. You know, I grew up in Ethiopia, and because of their exposure, they were able to provide me and my, my, my siblings with, a, you know, great opportunities to get educated and, you know, eventually come to the United States for, to further my education. So when I came to know the Lord at 16 or when I did rededicated my life to, to Christ at that age, I really also felt called to the, the nations. Mm. Um, and so when I came here and went to college, a Christian college, I had this expectation that I would be received with an open arm, just like I've been receiving missionaries, you know, or my people have been receiving them with open arms for mm. centuries. And so I had this kind of idea that just being a believer is enough and, you know, loving God and going to the ends of the world to share the gospel is enough. But what I discovered was there, I was still an outsider after coming here. And mm. there was actually space for someone like me to be a part of the movement. Huh. And so after being in ministry for several years with some really great churches and ministries, I realized that the West really see only themselves as the missionaries of the world. And the rest of the world is really is not up to par, you know, to do hmm. the work. Um, and hmm. Where are some ahead. other great places that missionaries are coming from? I heard South oh. Korea was a really big deal for a while. Yeah, yeah. South Korea, is, yeah, South Korea is definitely a place. Africa as a whole, you know, I, I came specifically from Ethiopia, but Africa as a whole uh, sends, um, you know, missionaries around the world. Um um, India, you know, and so, but I think the other thing is because the the methods that are being used uh, globally are heavily dependent on, um, you know, financing your way to mm-hmm. go to the ends of the world, you don't see that many people coming from the global south because, again, the, the West is the wealthiest um, and the rest of the world doesn't really have that much money to be sending someone from their community. They're actually expecting you to travel to the West, you know, have your own income so you can support your family back home. So that mm-hmm. dynamic is also a hindrance to really having um, the, the type of missionaries that we want to see. Gotcha, gotcha. Let's run to the phone lines. We've got uh, Capitol Heights, Maryland in the house. Mr. Eddie, thank you for calling. What's your comment or question, please? My comment is, uh, I just want to say that I believe that the United States is the only country in the whole world that accepts more refugees and asylum seekers than any country in the whole world. Mm-hmm. And 
Uh, and with that being said, I don't, I don't believe what um, guest is saying that um, immigrants that come, you know, uh, legally, quote unquote, out. Because I don't want to <laughs> offend him, but I don't believe that with the best intentions in mind, they are coming to spread the gospel. Mm-hmm. I believe that they're coming to support themselves financially. Right. And the reason is not to spread the gospel. We have the gospel here in the United States and have missionaries also. I receive missionaries every year from El Salvador that come here legally with passports. Um, but I don't know of anybody that comes here illegally with that purpose, that sole purpose in mind to spread the gospel. Maybe right. she's trying to, um, uh, I don't want to be uh, sugarcoated, but um, coming here illegally, uh, breaking the laws, I don't believe uh, we should try to paint it in a, in, a, in, a, in a great light. I think that if you want to spread the gospel, we have to stick to the moral foundation which God says and do things lawfully. Gotcha. Not break the law. Gotcha. Let's spread the gospel. Okay, let's let's see what uh, Miss Haddis says to that, uh, Mr. Eddie. Thank you. Go ahead, Miss Haddis. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Eddie. And I just want to make sure that you do not misunderstand. I did not say people come illegally to the United States to spread the gospel. I think the question was asked, if people come here illegally, do we receive them? And I was responding to that question by saying, I think the the better question to ask is, what is our role in receiving immigrants from different statuses as a Christian? So I don't think, um, I think that probably question got lost in translation. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I did not, I'm not suggesting that people are coming illegally to the United States to spread the gospel. Therefore, the border should be open. That is not the, the, the point I'm trying to make. That's a good clarification. Although you're also saying, Ms. Haddis, that the, a lot of the people that are coming as immigrants, a lot of them do have the gospel. They are Christians, even though it's not their purpose to spread it. We have brothers and sisters who are coming illegally, and the way we're supposed to receive them is a question that the church should be talking about. Is that what I heard? That's exactly what, I, what I'm saying. Illegally or legally, any immigrant that's coming, my the bigger you know point I'm trying to make is that there is a tendency to view foreigners as otherworldly. They're not believers. They're different from the rest of us. Understood. Uh, whereas the data suggests that they're the majority of immigrants coming into the United States are actually Christians. Understood. Um, and yeah. Thank you, uh, Mr. Eddie. Um, what do you think about that response? I'll give you uh, ten seconds. I, I I I disagree. Um, I think the third world countries have more um, Catholics and um, other other religions other than Christianity. Christianity. Let's not forget it's not a religion. You know, it's mentioned it there. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Gotcha. Thank you, uh, Mr. I, I, Eddie, on that. I got you. I hear you. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of brothers in the Lord and sisters in the Lord who are crossing the borders legally and illegally. And one point you did make, uh, and I think it's important, Ms. Haddis, and I've got to run to my final break, but it was an important point that we did have persecuted Christians uh, who were apostles. 
uh, and mm-hmm. they had to cross borders. I don't know if those borders are legal or not, but when people are running for their lives, I'm sure that shapes uh, the the best way they can escape, including our Lord Jesus Christ in Egypt. I'll be right back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. This is Steve Reynolds, president of Capital Baptist Bible Institute. Are you thirsty for more knowledge of the Bible, but don't have the time or the money to attend a full-time Bible college or seminary? Come join us at Capital Baptist Bible Institute and conveniently earn a diploma in biblical studies. You'll get to know God's Word inside and out as you explore the New Testament, Old Testament, and theology. Our classes meet only on Monday nights, and the tuition is only $195 per semester. We're conveniently located right off the Beltway in Northern Virginia. So, if God's been tugging on your soul to learn more about His Word, then say yes to His call. Attend Capital Baptist Bible Institute and earn your diploma in biblical studies. Register right now by calling 703-568-7484. That's 703-568-7484. Capital Baptist Bible Institute, the convenient Bible education. 703-568-7484. Go to CapitalBibleInstitute.org. That's CapitalBibleInstitute.org. Hi, folks. Don Crow here. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? It's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that's growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. There's no better time to save a baby's life. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229 or give online at wava.com. Late summer this year, you can join Alistair Begg on a fascinating Mediterranean cruise. We'll be visiting Palermo, Italy, where streets are filled with fascinating artisan studios, vibrant restaurants, and beautiful cathedrals. It was the Apostle Paul who brought Christianity to the island of Sicily. And his influence can be seen today in many works of art on the island. And of course, I get to teach the Bible, the geography, helping to make it come alive as never before. Join Alistair Begg for a -a once-in-a-lifetime Mediterranean cruise. Immerse yourself in the wonder of some of the world's most famous cathedrals, museums, and works of art. We'll be sailing on Norwegian Cruise Line's newest ship, the luxurious Viva. For details, log on to deeperfaithcruise.com. Then call 855-565-5519 to join. 855-565-5519. Inspiration Cruises and Tours is a trusted partner of Salem Media Group. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. 
What a great provocative hour with our special guest, uh, Ms. Mechdis Haddis, the author of the book, A Just Mission. Check it out at IDP or Google it or Amazon, whatever you need to do in order to get the book. Read it and interact with it and see where you do agree, where you don't agree, and where we need to have more conversation. And I think that that's something that uh, is a gift of having this book written. The subtitle is Laying Down Power and Embracing Mutuality. Your name is Megdis. Why didn't you change it to, like, Mary or something? <laughs> <laughs> because my name has a meaning, and it actually means temple of God. Mm. You mean, mm-hmm. you mean like, names in other countries that are indigenous to their countries, like, are special and have holy meanings? <laughs> they actually do. They actually have very thoughtful and holy meaning you you know where i'm going with this because there's a lot of african people that i know who have english names right like sarah or 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 something like that or you know biblical names i get but there are english names that may not even be biblical names and they they i don't want to say they hide their african names but Mm -hmm. but what's going on with that is that a is that a thing yeah, I think, I mean, it's not a thing in Ethiopia uh, because Ethiopia is one of the only countries in Africa that's never been colonized. Um, therefore, there isn't that influence of uh-huh. having to change our names. I see. But in most parts of, you know, Africa, colonization was a reality, which meant that in order to be uh, approved or by, you know, the um, colonialists or to get a job or whatever it may be that you would have to change your name. The other factor actually is um, uh, the person that wrote my foreword actually talks about this. And Latasha Morrison uh, wrote the foreword for my book. And she says when she went to Rwanda Mm -hmm. for a mission trip, she was meeting with all these Rwandans who would tell her, this is my Rwandan name. And then they'll say, but my Christian name is, and they'll say, their american name or you know western mm, name susan or started. something like that right yeah and then she said i was asking them what the meaning of their african name was just like you did and it actually most of it had a, a christian meaning which which was like light of god or joy of god or something like that right. but they were made to believe that unless they were able to adapt and re- be renamed then uh, they were not really showing their christian uh, Christian, so uh, they, had a, you know. they had a Christian name, but then they got a Western name that connected it to their uh, Christianity. And so therefore they thought that that was their Christian name. Well, I tell you what, we could talk so more, much more about this topic, and I hope we will sometime. Give us your final comments in the next 20 seconds before we land this plane. Yeah, I, I hope, um, you know, people will read Address Mission, Laying Down Power and Embracing Mutuality with an open heart and mind and be willing to be challenged about what they hold on to so tightly as the only way to do mission might not just be the only one um, or that it may actually have some holes that we need to p- poke and reexamine so that we can collaboratively create something that's much more bigger and better and unifying to spread the gospel around the world. Nice. Well, thank you so much for being with us today on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. 
Thank you for having me. And now, Lord, as we close out, we just pray that you show us how we can be more hospitable, how we can share your love, and how we can lay down power and embrace mutuality for your sake and your kingdom. Be with my guest and the author of this book, Megdis Haddis, as well. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Father, help your children. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.